estás atrapado en el tráfico. Pero luego hay una recompensa para ti. Una modelo, la marca de los luchadores. Mantienes la calma a pesar de las bocinas, las largas filas y los gritos. ¡Muévete! Así que al llegar a casa, sírvete esta dorada y refrescante lager. Porque tú sabes que tu paciencia vale oro. Tú eres un luchador y esta es tu recompensa. Modelo, la marca de los luchadores. Todo con medida, importada por Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. The brakes are off and so are the seat belts. I'm Harriet Langley Swindon and this is Non-Censored. And welcome to Non-Censored, the podcast that wraps up all the best bits from my very real daily radio show, which hasn't had an Ofcom complaint upheld against it all year. I'm Harriet Langley Swindon, and I'm joined as ever by my producer, Producer Martin. Yes, what a week. We've got a great show. We've got a former Met Commissioner, Cressida Dick. Uh, Ishan Akbar gives us a hot and spicy takeaway. And The Telegraph's Siobhan Connery explains what's going on with Rishi Sunak overruling the Scottish Government on the Gender Recognition Bill. And as ever, there was stuff we didn't have time to include in this Highlights podcast. We had an interview with Jacinda Ardern, but we're not going to play you that because before it ended, she said she was too tired to carry on. Yes, yes, uh, but that is not the first time one of your interviewees has said that. We also had an interview with the director of Jeremy Hunt's Helpful Cups video, who talked us through all the creative choices that went on behind the scenes in creating that. Uh, what would you call it, Martin? Um, an, an explainer for the government economic policy? Yes, yeah. I mean, it was certainly fascinating to learn that any thought had gone into it. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. Also, please remember that we need questions for a new monthly Time for Questions episode of this podcast. Please email a voice note to nonsensoredpodcast at gmail.com and we'll use our favourites in a show soon. How many emails have we got so far, Martin? Um, well, let's just say it's in triple figures <laughs> and all of those figures are zero. Um, I think some people might think it's not a real address. How ridiculous. What is it about the show that would make anyone think it wasn't entirely serious? No, listeners, sorry, I'm now insisting you send us a voice note to nonsensoredpodcast at gmail.com as soon as you can. But anyway, let's start with the Met, please. As you know, there's been some unpleasantness recently with yet another one-off incident of a serving officer turning out to be a criminal. And I thought, who better to talk to than former Met Commissioner Cresta Dick? And luckily, she's a friend of mine. So here she is. Um, Just a little heads up. There is some discussion of sexual assault in this next section. So if you don't want to listen to that, then maybe just skip ahead 10 minutes. Martin. Did you just issue a trigger warning on my podcast? Now, Cressida, oh, I've got what I'm going to say. I've lost my train of thought. I think you were going to ask about the weather or um, something about um, just what, what, what were you going to do for your summer holidays or something something that was something else. Probably what it yeah. was. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Cressida, if, if you don't mind... Um, I, I think it is important that we we talk about the um, the policy that the Met has to finding, well, let's call them uh, less than ideal officers, people that are breaking mm -hmm. the law, that are undermining 
the role of the police in the community. Uh, I mean, what's being done to to stop anything like this from happening again? Well, um, you know, I was in the force at the time and um, I uh, really uh, hate crime. That's always been my strongest passion in life. I've got a a T-shirt that says that. I don't know if you can see that on a podcast. I'm wearing Mm. it today. Uh, So we did take as extreme measures as as me wearing the T-shirt for a minute. Yeah. And also saying to everybody, you know, if you are a rapist, you know, go on, please just do tell us. Uh, we, I did call everyone in a room and, you know, hands up if, if you're a rapist or, you know, you do keep women as slaves from time to time. It doesn't have to be full time and, mm. you know, no hands. Everyone said no. So, you know, can't see this so, happening again. Yes. You're welcome. Yes. I do have to say, Cressida, that there are other sort of signs at play. It seems mad, like some of the nicknames that have come up, um, they do seem to... Uh, Is give this about my surname? St- no, I mean, nothing... Great. N- n- nothing to do with your surname. but. Re- Rather, some of these names that that these offenders have had, it feels like it was an open secret. I mean, if I were to give you just a selection of some names that I've heard, uh, maybe you could tell me whether or not you think they're going to be a problem. Um, Creepy Steve. Oh, yes, yes. We've actually got a mutual friend called Creepy Steve. So it's funny, that's the first one you should say. Um, We had him round for... Did you remember, Cresta? We had him round for dinner. Well, yes. It doesn't seem to me like someone called Creepy Steve should be a police officer. We've also got Jimmy Jimmy the Prick. Right, but then they do call me Cressida the Dick and I, you know, that, I mean, everybody would say right. that. That's quite I'm, hard to tell. Yeah, it, I'm not actually a, a dick, so I have mm. to, without any evidence, give him the benefit of the doubt he's not a prick. Yeah. Okay, well, what about this unlawful Tony? I, I Okay, you know, it's a quite serious nickname. Um you know, allegation within a nickname. So I, I would have to bring him into a room, as I say, and, you know, ask him, are you unlawful? John get a, the arsonist. Get a, right. Similar situation again. You know, are you an arsonist? Yeah. And is your name even John? There's a lot to establish before, mm. you know, there are methods, it's, actually. I mean, the list goes on. Gregory Fraud, Charles stole things. Yes. At what point... They're not the best nicknames, some of these, are well, they? I'm, well, I'm just... you think they'd have slightly better ones. We're a busy force and, you know, I say you can come up with nicknames, right? But you mm. need to do it on your own time. We've got to be doing police work and it's a full-time job. The nicknames do suffer, okay? Yeah. That's, you know, the way I ask it to be. They're too busy just saving saving lives left, right and centre, actually. is Is there any way... I mean, you think you could pick up on this before it happens. I mean, obviously the nicknames aren't going to work. But um, they can be, as we as, as Chris has proven, in some cases they can be quite in, indicative, like um, Tony Arson or whatever you said mm. it was. As Cresta was saying, well, in that case, well, she would bring him in and she would say, are you a narcissist? Exactly. Are you a narcissist? What she said. I mean, another... Um, policy that I've introduced before um Sadiq you know pushed me pushed me off a cliff um mm. was I I got everyone in the room and I said 
you know, put hands up if you've got a nickname that you want that you want to talk about. And no hands went up. And, you know, we're beginning to see the effect that that meeting had on the, you know, London is safer now. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, you are welcome. So good. That's all good and well. But what, what if someone did have a nickname and their nickname was um, Thomas Lies when asked by a superior if they have a nickname? Oh, that's a tricky one, Cresta. What what would you do with that? So you've probably not heard this concept before, but it's it's the concept of a bad apple. And there will be mm. in any large institution the odd, you know, apple who does have a nickname that does suggest that they are not honest when at a meeting being asked about their behaviour. And it's hard to weed these these nickname lying apples out, but I, you know, have every confidence that the Met can do that. I, you know, I did what I did what I could. I had another meeting. I said, right, did anybody lie in the last meeting? Hands up, actually. Hands up. No hands went up. Sorry, are you saying well, hands or hams? Hands. The hands meeting was another another meeting that I called, but Sadiq did fire me he just chucked me you know to my death from a great height and um, the ham meeting didn't happen and London is not as safe but that's that's on him Cressida thanks Harriet I'm sorry it's really hard yeah I I hope that people listening at home because Cressida's got a lot of stick and I hope they realize that actually she did an awful awful lot to to stop these you know people with bad nicknames Thank you. Just, that really, it doesn't get mentioned mm, much in the press because, no, you know, it, doesn't. it isn't strictly anything to do with, you know, crime or criminal justice. It never gets the attention that it needs. But um, I really appreciate your uh, listeners knowing all about that. Also, can I just make a, a separate point in that I had a friend who was known as Naughty Nigel. Mm. Now, what was tricky about that was... You know, there's there's lots of nuance to naughtiness, isn't there? So mm. how naughty is is yes. he, is he naughty naughty or is he just naughty? You know, I mean, you may don't know. It's a really good point. And and mm. listen, you know, you can tell from my my tone of voice. I'm a I'm a big big laugh. You know, I'm a yes. I'm a fun loving yes, gal, are. and I I know I'm a, I'm a good time woman. And I you know a lot of police work is just having a laugh. So. I don't want to weed out very funny, light-hearted, naughty, naughty Nigels. Naughty Nigels, exactly. Yes. Um, and have less of a party atmosphere at the London Met. Yes, that I would mean, be really sad. But naughtiness and jollity, very different things. I, I think perhaps it's just looking at the, the roles required in the job and what kind of people are coming. Also, just just to relate back to your, your apples, um, mm analogy it, i'd suggest perhaps when picking the apples that would be mm. a good time to check whether they're um likely to you know be a bastard i, I mean that that would be the time to check rather than later on no, do you not you think don't, you don't pick the, the apples off the tree it's a, apples in a barrel exactly you can't always see what the apples are like it's a completely different thing Particularly if you're bobbing for them, do you? Yes. Your, your face down, your eyes are in the water. You, you don't stand a chance of seeing any no. sludges. And that's a game which is supposed to be fun, but actually it can be quite traumatic. 
And the other point I'd I'd like to make is, you know, I'm I'm all a fan of PC culture, you know, until it goes mad. Uh, Yes. You know, if you weed out everybody, there really are not any police officers left, and we do need some. I and I, after a point, you have to, you know, just weigh it up. Uh, we were down to three officers at one point, so we we did secretly hire a lot of people back because you know that you need three for the for the metropolis that is London. Um, yeah, it does seem quite low. Yes, and I, if women could stop wearing skirts and you know going out that would help a lot but they are you know so far refusing to do that Mm, that's very hard well I mean Cresta thank you so much for coming on I think you've really cleared some things up there thank you Um, Harriet love to get you over sometime have a nice laugh and you know relax relax ourselves in high spirits if you'd like that we could bring over creepy Steve yes we shouldn't sit him next to um Lauren uh, Next time, because she didn't like that. No, and don't bring your Mm. kids either. Yes. You know, Martin, Cresta's point about women needing to stop wearing skirts made me think of a brilliant feminist podcast I heard recently called Femmanism, hosted by two really brilliant feminists, Sam Martin and Jamie Hoggart. And it's so refreshing to hear feminists discussed by two men who aren't as biased as women. Anyway, the Femmanism podcast is available on all the usual platforms. Moving on. There's been a lot of striking going on recently, which we all know is ridiculous. And Ishan Akbar came in to give us his hot and spicy take on them. Didn't he, Martin? Oh, yes. And, uh, and before you hear it, I'd just like to get it out there that I do support the strikes. And, what? Uh, what? No, Martin, that's ridiculous. Why would you need to support strikers? We already let you have flexible working. Where are you right now, for example? A library. Well, shut up then. Here's Ishan. Ishan Akbar, hello. Hello, lovely to be here again. What is your hot and spicy takeaway of the week? Well, my hot and spicy takeaway of the week, very simply, is this. The wrong people are striking. Mm-hmm. Frankly, I've not engaged with nurses or doctors or teachers for many, many years. I've had nothing so to do with true. them. Right? I left school a long time ago. I don't have any children. Not involved. I'm the picture of health. Don't need a doctor or a nurse. The only place I need a nurse, in the bedroom. Are you having some trouble in, in the bedroom? Is that why you need a... In any case, if these people want to really enact change, them striking makes not a jot of difference. Because actually the majority of the country who are healthy, strong, intelligent, educated people do not use the services that are striking. If you really want to make a difference, the right people should be striking. So who are the right people? Who should be striking? Deliveroo drivers, Uber drivers, internet service providers. During the pandemic, we were also clapping for shelf stackers, supermarket workers, supermarket delivery drivers. Okay. Um, I can see a slight flaw in this logic, Ishan, if you don't mind me bringing it up, um, that it's largely people from the private sector here, um, whereas, of course, the, the striking majority are all public sector workers looking for some kind of increase um, due to their year-on-year well, yes. year decrease. But in, the public in... 
the public don't use public sector services, do they? Most of the time, the public aren't engaging with the public sector. I just don't think anyone should be striking. I mean, I think it's very nice that you're trying to sort of make a smaller section of society to to strike as opposed to the others. But why are any of them striking? Just do your job. I, I'd like to go on strike sometimes. Really? And I... I am pretty essential, I'd say. Why, 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 you know? why would you like to go on strike sometimes? Because I, I work hard. Yes. I'd like to put my feet up. A... I'd like to get paid more. Hello. And um, people get a, um, a vital service. You, I mean, I don't you... want to big myself up, but I am. I mean, I help shape people's minds. Absolutely. You know? And that is more important than, you know, shaping someone's, yeah, because what, I don't know, books. Are you ill or do you think you're ill? You know, yes, that's the yes, that is I, so true. I think it's it is all quite in the in, mind. I think it's quite important at this point to draw a line between uh, striking and holidays. It's, what? it's it, well, they're not going on holidays. They're well, not just they putting are, their feet they? up. They're, they're, they're sort of having a little walk and raving around the little Do, signs. No, doing, I'd love to or, be doing that. A little staycation, aren't they? Yes. They're, they're, they're staying in the country, staying in their living rooms, staying on the picket lines. If it was me, I would go, oh, great. I get to get a little cookie and a little hot drink. Yes. And I get to paint a sign with, with fun colours, yes. which I don't get to do anymore because I've got no time for art. Yes. yes. And then <laughs> wander around waving around. I mean, that's... I'm striking. A little trip. Me, yes. I'm oh, I'm striking. I mean... So much fun. I think I think it is important to address the reasons why they might be striking, certainly the intention, which is... Um, better because they want more pay. We well, all want more pay. I think it's the fact that they're currently being given given less pay that they've had their pay reduced, and yet their workload has well, um, the increased. Reason, so listen, the only reason teachers are getting paid less is because people are more intelligent. Because of the internet, people are able to get the information they need. We don't really need teachers. You can get a whole education by going on YouTube. And also with doctors, I diagnose people all the yeah. time. All the time. The reason I don't, don't need to go with nurses. I, I don't think we can consider those diagnoses. We don't as, really need uh, nurses. Recently, we've discovered turmeric milk solves most mm, problems. That's very, very interesting. I, you know, people are able to remedy themselves. You know, yes. only people that use the services of nurses are the weakest, and fundamentally, the weakest people aren't contributing to society anyway. Well, yes. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, if if I were to take on board. What you're saying, it seems that you don't think that nurses and doctors should be paid more from the public coffers. Would you sort of agree then that perhaps uh, people that can afford it should just pay for it themselves? Maybe at the what? point of use, you know, that rich people pay a bit more because Sorry. ultimately it's going to be good for them to uh, to be in good health. And then the poorer people can just... Support the NHS through the usual taxation. Excuse scheme. me. So I'm being persecuted because I earn money. No, is that no, what's no. happening? Not at all. That's just just a different Martin, way to invest. Martin, that no. is no. racism. You know, they call it the fifty p rate. Do you know what the p stands for? Persecution. There's fifty persecutions. Yes, on the... it's the fifty persecution rate. Right, the fifty. P racism yeah. rate. Oh, yeah. I don't think. Well, no. I mean, look, and it I is racism all... because most of the people who pay that tax rate are white. 
And actually, I don't think it's very nice in the UK. It's very nice. I just feel it's it's important to uh, to recognise that if, for example, Harriet, you were getting paid um, a, a, a certain amount, maybe five years ago, and and you were still currently on that same rate, uh, that you would, in real terms, be poorer. You would be worse off, and that's that's really the situation that a lot of these people find themselves in. Well, and it's not like they're on a great deal of money in the first place. But just get better, earn more money. Yeah, Martin, I can't compute with that because I just hear that and I go, well, that wouldn't happen to me. Yeah, it hasn't because happened. Because I, it hasn't happened. So how would that work? Five years ago, Harriet was just writing a little column in a little local yes. paper. Thank you for remembering. Now, oh, Isha. Yeah, Harriet. Do you remember the days of my oh, local that, column? I, it was wonderful. It was it, wonderful. It's, and you know, it was simpler time, but great. a national broadcaster, mm-hmm. as you are. yes. Yes, and then she'll just... be an international broadcaster and then she'll be broadcasting from space. Because you know what? As human beings, we grow. That's our job, to grow and get better. Yes, yes. Always growing, always growing. Never ending. It just seems strange that it's a controversial point after so much clapping, so much support for the NHS, that of all people, that they would be the ones that are now being thrown under the bus, which is ironic because the bus drivers are also striking. Producer Martin, have you ever run or been at a marathon? Yes, I did. I did. I supported Jane um, on her... She she did the Berkhamstead uh, Marathon. Right. Uh, I I brought some uh, jelly beans to to help her. We we cheered her on. Right, so you were cheering her on during the marathon. Yes. Just during. Yes, did you continue clapping for her after the marathon? Oh. I did, yes. Oh. You there's there's a day. Do you clap, keep uh, clapping her? I, I would wake her up with, with uh, a small round of applause for about a month before and after. But, the but then you stopped to, eventually, didn't you? Well, she asked me to stop. Yes. It was a bit, it was a bit much, it was a bit um, much, which is, to be fair, a very good call. Very yeah, good call. There's better her. things to do in the morning. I, I completely agree with Jane. I agree with anything that she decides, really. Well, she's very clever, yeah. She is very clever and intelligent. But the clapping has to stop at some point. We were encouraging everybody during the marathon of the pandemic. Then the marathon of the pandemic came to an yeah. end. Stop clapping. Get on with the job. I mean, th- but that's they the are... thing, isn't it? That's why they're striking, because they're going, oh, no one's clapping us anymore. Uh, we just, is that what they want? More claps? Yeah, they want more claps. Should, that's what it is. Should we just do that on Thursdays again? I think if we do, I think we start doing claps, maybe then it won't need more pay. More claps, mm. no um, strikes. Less pay. Yeah, sorted. Feel um, like cash and improved working conditions might also be important in this. Oh, Martin, deal, fiddle dee dee. I think we we put a new bill out. Yes. And trans protest as a compromise adds some more claps. Do you know what I don't understand? Working conditions. If they're not happy with the working conditions, they can just go on Amazon. There's all these amazing things you can buy off that website and just improve things. Get a lick of paint from the local Wix. Do it yourself, you know? Yes. Where are the self-starters nowadays? Back in my day, you know, my dad's generation, immigrant community, self-starters, they paint their own walls and they build their own cupboards. I think people are still doing DIY, Ishan. It's more just that the uh, the workplace has become quite a uh, troublesome place to be and also people are becoming more dependent on food banks, um, yeah. which... Uh, food when pa- they're providing essential services, probably let's, isn't a let's good... Not misgen- let's not misgender food pantries. Thank you. 
food, food pantries. My, mis- my, my mistake in there didn't, didn't mean to misgender a bank. Thank you for another wonderful discussion. I think that draws it to a close. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ishan Akbar. My absolute pleasure. Next time on a very spooky fine dining podcast, the season one finale, TGI Fridays, the 13th. Oh, you betcha. Pineapple's going to hit the fan as Michael's son, Juicy, or in this episode, Juice son, Voorhees, <laughs> goes on a murderous rampage and no one is safe. It gets real spooky. It gets real bloody. And not everyone's going to make it to the end of the episode. Who will live? Who will die? Listen to Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. Break down a trip to TGI Fridays based on the atmosphere, the service, and the food. And try not to be scared to death. Hear the thrilling finale of Fine Dining, Wednesday, October 25th, wherever you get your podcasts. And talking about all things to do with the Gender Recognition Act, we had one of our favourite journalists, Siobhan Connery, back in the studio. Oh, yes. I mean, she she suddenly knows how to say things, and I know how to listen. What I like about Siobhan Martin is she's always available. Wherever she is, you you can just pick up the phone and and she can talk to you every, every time. Absolutely not willing to hold back. Got an opinion on everything. Siobhan Connery, great to get you back on the show. Thank you so much, Harriet. It's so lovely to be here. Oh, it's great. And um, I really, really can't wait to hear your opinions on this. So there's been a lot in the news about British Parliament um, simply reasserting dominance over the regional assembly, that is, Scotland. Uh, Rishi Sunak has, of course, blocked legislation passed by the Scottish Parliament. And... What's going on? Please talk to us. The, why the hullabaloo? Well, that's the thing. It's it, I think it's been an incredibly small amount of hullabaloo, considering because it's one of those few topics where we've legislated on a on an issue that you can't even talk about in public. Yes, at all, without fear of being cancelled mm. by, to borrow a phrase, the tofu eating wokarati. Yes, who are out there every day trying to tell us, trying to deny physical reality. And this is as much the UK government reasserting physical reality over the regions, such as Scotland, as anything else that's going on currently in government, I feel. Siobhan, if you don't mind me saying, um, one thing that does occur to me is that this this bill, the, well, the GRR, um, it is something that was in the conservative manifesto itself so i mean how do we how do we marry that with the current response surely they should be pro this happening since it's something that they themselves wanted to enact well there were a lot of things that were in the conservative hmm. manifesto and a lot of things that weren't in the conservative manifesto that have had to take place i mean covid wasn't in the conservative manifesto yeah, uh, Boris Johnson was very much in the Conservative manifesto, and where's he now? Well, I mean, yes, yeah, I, I, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. It's just a manifesto, Martin, not an oracle. Yeah, right. I mean, it's not okay, like you create a so... manifesto and go, oh, "We're going to have to do everything that's in there." Yeah. It's, it's a rough guide. It's a general 
guide to what we would like to do. And we would have liked to have done that. Obviously, the government would have liked to have done that. But we can't always do everything that we like to do, especially when it's done in a different country by a different party that Mm. goes against the very nature of what it means to be British. And sometimes what you what you like, you don't like. Yeah. Sometimes mm. you're just saying what Wait. you like because yeah. you need people to like you. Yeah, oh, exactly. I see. It's all, it, you know. So the manifesto pledge is just some words. If they win some people over to the no, vote, no, be great, Martin, but... Martin, No, Martin, just some words. It's how you say it. Yeah. Oh, the inflection mm. is... Yes, is... Key. Right, OK, I stand corrected, certainly. And Sean, can I just say, I mean, so brave of you to speak out about this because you never hear this being talked about. You never hear journalists talking. They won't touch the subject with a barge pole. You never read about it in any newspapers you or on any blogs. You or just can't. on any tweets. You just... Nowhere. No one will speak about it. I, no one will speak... No one. I, I feel like there have maybe been a you a handful of commentators wading into the bay but i i mean i, no, I take it uh, it is no, of course it's a it's a I, hot topic that it. might just be your That's, bubble oh i okay. think you're in a bubble you're in a you're in a little bubble there is always a chance whenever any of us have talked about uh transgender issues at all if that is what even they're calling themselves these days we've had to move papers honestly i have found that the number of dinner invitations that i've had since i've talked about this have been reduced absolutely drastically and i can't imagine anyone else in any other mm. group any other marginalized group other than journalists yeah. finding themselves in that situation mm. Mm. You know, um, I, I sometimes I feel like I'm the only one who ever has to face consequences to this. But I have sure. spoken out about this quite yeah. publicly, yeah. repeatedly. I've even written articles about this for The Times, mm. for The Telegraph. Do you know, I even, even went and wrote an opinion piece for The Observer. I don't know what else I can do. So I'm really, really glad that this government yeah. has decided to step in. Yeah. And, and all I'm foot down. hearing is... It's almost like you've been cancelled, isn't oh, it? Oh, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And, you know, that. what is the world coming to when you can be cancelled just for writing things yeah. for the Telegraph? Yes, completely, completely. And this is the thing, isn't it? Because what, one thing you're trying to do, Shavu, yes, is, you know, Scotland has got a bit silly. Let's call a spade a spade. It's doing some very silly things. It's a bit wokey. I mean, it's a wokey little country. Mm. And we're just trying to, you know, I, I think that the government are trying to put them in their place and help the public from 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 the, the wokey Scots. And what? that's something we've all got to speak about. I think I feel very strongly that we do have an obligation to speak about the, the you know, the, the chickpea chomping... Um, Scots. I think it's very valid that we do need to talk about this. And I think mm. one of the things that we need to remember is when it comes to dealing with those on the left, with the, with the yeah. touchy-feely do-gooders out there, that it's very important to remember that facts don't care about your feelings. Yes. And with something like the Gender Recognition Bill, where we are dealing in a situation where our side does not have any facts, mm. we really need to make sure 
that we don't take those into consideration when we're legislating on feelings. That is the most important thing to do in this situation. Siobhan, do you think we should go a bit further? I mean, maybe we should sort of take control of the Scottish voting. I think at this point, where we're at as a country is that over Mm. the last 13 years, the Conservatives have managed to go and achieve everything that they've needed to achieve in this country. And so the big thing that we have a struggle with right now is that young people don't properly understand the world. Mm. And so... We've legislated on everything that we can, and it's the job of government to get out of the way of people's lives. However, I think the best way for the government to get out of out of people's lives is to make sure that they legislate to make sure that a lot of the things that young people think are okay are actually illegal. Because, uh, I mean, is there anything worse than finding out that your children, or, or you know, in some case, in most Tory voters' cases, grandchildren, find their opinions embarrassing? And yeah. Honestly, yeah. I don't think there is. I think we no. really need to be taken care of. Of, of doing that yeah it is it's like a cult isn't it it's like a cult of of people disrespecting opinions that's what it is yeah it is and where's the free mm. speech in that yeah. um could no. i you know i i hate to uh go against the grain here but um i think i should flag up that i mean as the uh different countries that make up the uh the uk i mean they are allowed to have different opinions as it were and and actually vote for different legislation from time to time um do we not think that maybe that's something that should be honored sort of respected that they should be allowed to uh take control after all we were very we were very pro taking control of our own legislation not too uh, long ago. Well, we could we should take control of their legislation as well, though. Surely, yeah, I think that's we, where we the just problem is. We just need more control. Yeah, if, we just need more control. We just need just up the ante a bit. You know, over yeah. all their elections. That was what 2016 was all about. It was taking yeah. back our country. Yeah, completely. Yeah, and and you know a few others as well. Fish, we can, right, yeah, as well. you can oh, get yeah. away with it. Can. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, Empire 2.0 and all that. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm excited about. I, I think I heard that might be in, in the. I think Rishi's going to do a video about it soon. I'm not sure. You never know well, with this video. When there's the next one coming out. Going on uh, foreign holidays a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shabod. <laughs> it's great that you can laugh in these tough times. One does what one can. Mm, yeah, one does. One does. was the show. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Nonsense and we will of course be back next week with thanks to Rosie Holt, Brendan Murphy, Ishan Akbar, Amy Hoggart, Bethany Black and Ed Morish. I've been Harriet Langley Swindon and this is Nonsensored. Nonsensored.